Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, oh, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, Survivor News Edition, Episode 156. Fasten your seatbelt. I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever the podcast resides. Purple Pants Podcast is waiting for you to hit subscribe write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. And as always, like with our Survivor News segment, you can follow along to this audio podcast with the video on my YouTube page, Bryce Isaiah. Head over to the YouTube page, subscribe, give that video a thumbs up, and get the typing in the comments. I am joined this week with my brother, my best friend, Wendeezy Holland, winner of Survivor 36 Ghost Island. And we are here breaking down episode seven. And eight, you know, it's you know, it's given episode eight, but last week episode it was six. So I guess since it was a double episode, last week's episode was six and seven. But we are breaking down episode eight and bang bang. We is talking about this strategy. We talking about this new style of gameplay where it's like, listen, you my closest alliance today, but tomorrow I don't know you. So fasten your seatbelts and get ready because we got your survivor news. <laughs> And we are back this week with your Survivor News. If this is your first time checking it out, welcome, welcome, welcome. Make sure you subscribe to the Bryce Isaiah YouTube channel. Give this video a thumbs up and listen, get dumb fingers tweeting, typing in comments. We love to read it. Welcome to the podcast when DZ Holland was popping. How are you? What's up, Perp? I'm glad to be back. And I just want to echo Perp sentiment. Please, guys, like, subscribe, share. Do all of that. We got to, you know, we got to get these these wonderful voices of ours or just Bryce's wonderful voice. We got to get that voice heard. So 
share our uh, our page. Yes, we appreciate you. Also, huge congratulations to Wendeezy. Uh, by the time this video airs, okay, Wendeezy has a new show special on HGTV. It's called Smart Home. And I want to know, what's your house IQ? Is it high or low? What's your house IQ? Is it high or I, low? Or low. I, or low. Wendeezy back on your TV screen. So listen, support my brother. Wendeezy, such a DVRs. Google it. Make sure you check it out. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> over the last, I'd say like six to eight months, I mean, not, not these last two months, but before that, I was in Wilmington, North Carolina, shooting this incredible show with a very talented designer, Tiffany Brooks. She is incredible and a very talented landscape architect, Carmen. Jo- is she your cousin, Carmen Johnston? Is she your cousin? Oh. Okay. T-O-N? Yes. And that's my, that's my cousin on my daddy's side. Okay. That's your cousin on your daddy's side. Now, Bryce, about when we started working together, the first time we worked together, Carmen sent me something in the mail. It was a cake Uh-oh. and it was delicious. And Uh-oh. I feel, I feel like you might have tried it. <laughs> anyway, I, I get home from delicious. Chicago today and there is a box on my stoop. Oh, Bryce, it's a whole cake. And I've been, I listen, eating, say- it. <laughs> 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 I've been eating it, Bryce. Save me a piece. piece. Save me a piece. Now, I'm going to give you half of this thing. That's what I'm saying. I got the knife right here. I got crumbs over here. So, Bryce, what I'm trying to say is we, A, we need to get in the gym. B, we need to get back on our water grind, okay? Yes. But listen, we're here to talk about Survivor. Shout out HGTV. Make sure you support Wendeezy. Also, we got to give a huge shout out to Bryce and Wynn Presents Chicago. Bang, bang. When I say y'all turn it out, turn it out, y'all turn it out, turn it out, y'all turn, y'all turn, y'all turn, y'all turn, y'all turn it out, y'all turn it out, Listen, Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. He did their thing, Bryce. Bryce, I was I was shocked. It was our first time in the Midwest for one of our events, and they came out, man. They came out. It was uh, just, you know, uh, of course, all of our reality CBS family was in the building, but it really truly was the fans. The energy, the vibe is always just so amazing. And there was just so many warm faces, so many people that, you know, talking to online, tweeting on the Instagram, and then you actually see them in person. Uh, It was just Truly amazing. Uh, so Chicago, listen, I, we gonna have to be back. Chicago turned all the way, all the way up. I'm all the way, all up. the way up. That's all. Uh, Chicago, they like they were asking for it, and as y'all know, when you ask, we try. We're we're men of the people, so as you ask, we try to fulfill that. So if you guys want us to come to your city, drop it in the comments. Let us know where you want us to come next. Chicago was very vocal. And we gave it a shot. We were at Bounce, which is one of their premier nightclubs. Bounce was incredible. And so, yeah, we will we will be taking this show on the road a little more next season. So let us know where you want us to go. Yes. And shout out to everyone that came. Honestly, it was truly amazing to see y'all all. It, literally, I felt like we were home. Uh, so listen, Chicago might have to be my second, third, fourth home. Mine too, man. I need to come back. We might actually, Rice, we, we might need to get back out there during the summertime because I heard summertime shy is the greatest. 
Listen, yes. And of course, shout out to everyone that came out. Sandra Diaz Twine, the Queen, Darnell Hamilton, Jatia Hart Taylor, Xanda, Andrea, Volche, Tiffany, Jack Atkins, Andy from Big Brother, Jessica from Big Brother, Matt from Big Brother. It was some other special guests as well. And if Sarah you know, was in there. From Sarah, 41. Sarah was in there, and there was some special guests. And if you know, you know. If you come to the Bryce and Win present, then you know. That's what I love about our our group. You know, if they know, they know. They adhere to the rules. We're gonna be dropping some more rules on the Instagram page. But yeah, it's a it's a great function, Bryce. I love it. Yes, it was so much fun. And also, you know, go follow the Bryce and Win present Instagram page. We will keep you posted with the photos, information on our next coming dates. But listen, okay, we rambling on. But listen, that's that's the vibe that Chicago it gives. It was definitely it was the windy city, but the windy city of love, the windy city of love. The last thing I will say on this, Bryce, when I look at the composition of the people in our parties, okay. I think it looks like the new composition of mm. the show. Mm. It's just this amazing mix of people just coming in and enjoying themselves. A and melting pot. And there were so many people that it was funny because first of all, you know me, I'd be trying to conversate with everybody. Uh, There's so many people that I was talking to at our event and they were like, I came alone. And by the end of the night when we were leaving out, I saw them kiki and then cutting it up with people. And I was like, I told you, like, you know, you can come alone, but listen, you will for sure leave with friends and you will leave with long lasting memories. So again, thank you. For everyone that supports your baby boys, we truly appreciate it. Now, let's get into Survivor. Baby, let's, hey, let's go. Okay, let's go. So, we get back to camp. This is, you know, this is after the merge now. This is after the Lydia vote out. And sadly, our girl Lydia is not going to be a part of the mm. jury, which kind of hurts. I think this hurts all of us. No, for sure. She's yeah. part of my heart forever. Okay, yeah. and the juicy ask. Alliance, okay, me and her is in there forever, but she's still in my heart, so it don't matter. Yes, that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm just going to agree with what you said there. And so we get to the camp, and Mike says the majority of us made this hard decision of voting Lydia out. And he said on the outs are Tori, Romeo, Chanel, and Marianne. This is not news to any of us. We've seen them on the outs. Um, I'm hoping that those four can find a way to flip something to make this, you know, make this a game and, and to really shake things up because we can watch them pick everyone off. But anyway, so then we get Chanel speaking to high and she's like, how did Mike know and not me? She, she was, she was tired of being out of the loop and she got, she had a confessional where she said, you don't want to come into the merge and be on the wrong side of the numbers. That's just a bad start to emerge. The, the merge is that's the most and from then on is the most important part of the game. A lot of people don't even consider your resume pre-merge mm. and for you to come into the merge already on the outs. That's that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I'll say you don't want to just come into the game, period, on, on the wrong side of the numbers. We see what happens to a lot of us at that time. And absolutely. Um, and also, I think that I'm not sure if this is when Chanel said it, but she had said something that Jack had said on the podcast. Also, shout out to the baby boy, Jack. Uh, he is missed this week. He's at a festival with Xander. He ain't on spring break again? He not on spring break. He had a festival with Xander. Uh, but, you know, Jack had said early on that the level of gameplay that Chanel was playing was really good and really like, you know, maybe some at some point overthinking it. And she even said that she felt as though she is playing chess and they're playing checkers. And she ain't at the same board. You can flip it over. 
the chessboard is the same. No, the checkerboard is the same as the chessboard. You just move pieces. So yes. Chanel needs to clean that board of the, the queen, the pawn, and the prince and put them checkers up there because like, I think that that was a very great analysis of her own gameplay. And it's so interesting that she's able to see that in the game. But the question is, is it too late for you to clear the chest off and move the checkers on? Yeah, sometimes you're you're thinking too too far ahead of the game. You're you're getting ahead of yourself when you have to be present and think about what's the what's the now and what are the relationships I need to build or I need to um I need to tighten up for me to live on until tomorrow as opposed to me thinking what I can do on day whatever's down the line. We also get another um conversation between Romeo and Drea. Romeo's like I was on the wrong side of the numbers and Drea says, I think it might be in a confessional, that Romeo was my ally, but he's been playing paranoid. And if he has to go, then he's going to go. And I'm like, so here's the thing, though, because I've been saying all this season uh, that when it's time to jump ship, it's time to jump ship. However, I ain't been saying, when it's time to kick somebody off the boat, like, you know, like, I, I feel, so I am not mad at Drea's thinking of, you know what, I'm going into this merge with my closest alliance, and I need to, like, build another alliance but my thing is don't burn the bridges before you need them again and i feel again i can understand that like you know what if i am with these people that at this point i just met for three days uh and i'm not going to trust my closest alliance for me that's just like i wonder what your end game is going to look like because are you like you're so quickly disposing who was even if Romeo is panicking. Even like then I feel like it should be your due diligence for your own game to calm him down. And I feel like he paranoid because he know you're not with him. Yeah. Yep. And and we hear more about that later in the episode. Okay. And but you're absolutely right. Like Drea, you don't have to alienate this person who was your ally until you have to. And you don't have to right now. Right. You can continue to work with this large alliance and nurture that other relationship. Right. But I mean, and also I'm not, I, I can understand on both sides of the coin. If you no longer serve me, then I'm just going to continue to move on. But I think that there is not sometimes what you do is how you do it. This is true too. This is true too. We also get a conversation between Lindsay and Marianne um, where I think Lindsay's trying to, you know, just be, be friendly to her a little bit. We get a Marianne confessional where she's flashing back to elementary school mm. and she considers herself like too too weird to be a part of the cool kids. And man, oh man, we've seen narratives like this in Survivor before. Everyone knows the, the cool kids narrative. This happens in everyday life. It happens in every walk of life. There's always mm. the cool kids and then there's the people that feel ostracized or the people that feel like they can't break into this group and the people that feel like they um they're kind of outcasts and for Marianne to get on this show and be feeling these these highs and feeling so good about herself and then for her to be on uh left out of the vote and on the outs that can really bring you down and make you feel bad especially when you're watching this large alliance of the big strong beautiful pretty people and they're leaving you out. Yeah, no. And I, you can be a strong person. You can be as confident as you want in the real world. And Survivor has such a way of humbling yourself uh, that like the traumas of your past, you know, being teased or being outcasted as a younger version of yourself and you can overcome it and you become a better person. But you go out on Survivor and they leave you out on a boat. And it's like, it brings you right back to that moment. So I definitely, I felt Marianne. I was Marianne and I definitely, knew where she was coming from me too me too i feel like uh 
I, I just hear you. I hear you. Like it, it brings you back to those times. And yeah. Yeah. And, and no one wants to be there, especially on the island. And we even saw Chanel, who if I saw Chanel walking down the street, I'd be like, man, she's one of those cool kids. She's beautiful. She got personality, all that stuff. But they I ostracized her on the island to where she'd walk up to conversations a couple episodes back and they'd all walk away from her. And so I just uh, like that. That's starting to rub me the wrong way. And then we get to day 15. This is a new day, a new morning. And this was what I think was a very powerful moment when we have Omer about to start prayer and Mike is observing him and he asks if he can watch him. And he says, I don't know anything about Islam. And we had a conversation about it. And basically it's Mike, this Puerto Rican guy from Hoboken who is just trying to learn about someone different of a different faith. And Omer who was willing to open up and share with him and, and let him know what his prayer routine is and a little bit more about the Islamic faith. And I think it's so great. And we get this confessional from Mike and he says, you know what I realize? We all ain't that different. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, that moment was so powerful. And again, it just brings me back to like the diversity initiative. It's not just about, you know, more people of color. It's about more diversity, more religions, more people that we have never seen before. And the, the greatest thing about Survivor is it's supposed to be this huge social experiment. And you are meeting people from different walks of life across the world that you have never encountered before. And it's just so cool to learn from each other. If you don't know, it's okay to ask a question. It's okay to listen. And I think that we just got such a great and a powerful example from that moment of Mike and O um, that I just, I love to see it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of both of theirs. And you can tell that both of them are good people. And from my, and I was even saying this to, to some, some people at our party last night. I just, I basically said that if you're willing to understand that you don't know everything, and you're willing to learn as in open yourself up to someone else's perspective and upon new information, change your attitude or your way of life or what have you based on this new information, then you're someone that can grow. And in this case, Mike exhibited, hey, look, I don't know everything about your faith, but hey, I want to just learn it so I can see what 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 it is like, you know. So right. that was that was so that was huge for me. It was a great moment. And it's not just about putting these diverse people on this show. It's also about telling these stories. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to see this story. And that's one thing that I think it's impressive because not everyone had everyone. We're from Philly. There are so many Muslims in Philly. You know, we have numerous Muslim friends. Nas is one of my best friends. You know, I can name. A hundred of my Muslim friends, but not everyone in America has Muslim friends or black friends or gay friends or any of these things or trans friends. And so for this show that all of America loves to start telling these stories and and humanizing these human people, from my perspective, it's 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 a it's the right direction. And so kudos to Survivor, to the storytellers, but also kudos to our guys, Mike and Omer in the game, willing to open up and share with each other. So we we just wanted to make it a point to speak about that bit. Absolutely. And more of it. Again, I, I think that the show is doing a great job of modeling what a conversation can look like, modeling what, you know, learning about different cultures and different people. I think that it is 
just a great model for all of America to see and to strive to be more like it. So I was very happy to see that. You see a guy like Mike and you might have you might prejudge someone like Mike Mm -hmm. or you see him or the way he walks around, the way he talks, you might prejudge him. But as we're, we're getting to know him by watching this show and it's clear that looks can be deceiving, should not prejudge anybody. And this guy, his heart is in the right place. He's a good guy and it, it translates and it shows. So I can't wait to meet this guy one day and yeah, um, he he seems just like a great dude. Yes, same for oh, so then, same for Omer. I think that he's amazing as well, and I think it, it just demonstrates uh a lot for Omer to be to just take the time because you know yeah. we don't have to like you know he does he did not have to he could have been like this is something private to me like you know but you know it, it again that shows a lot of Omer's character and I think that he has a big heart and. I'd love to meet him one day as well. I like that. I like that you touched on that, Bryce, that you said that it showed a lot on Omar's behalf to be patient with someone that doesn't know so many things. And I might even relate this to our conversation last week with Evie because they were patient in explaining everything to me while I was just trying to figure out things. And sometimes and from my perspective, sometimes I don't always want to explain race to somebody or I don't always want to explain something because I feel like it's been so much already. And for Omer to take the time or Evie to take the time or people to take the time to to try to explain or share their perspective, it's just going to make all things better if you ask me. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But then we get into the reward challenge. Oh. Okay. And we have a shot of props. He is talking about the advantage and placing the advantage. He said it wasn't found in season 41. And then he plants it under the bench, kind of like just under the uh, the seat. And Bryce, do you remember who didn't find it in 41? I'm trying to think. I was like, who could they be talking about? But then I realized that I was like, you know what? I oh. think that might have been my daddy Xander, okay? Because I felt like I might have been or was or am the bench, okay? For <laughs> Zaddy Xander. 
and he didn't find it. But look, he's looking for it. He's like l- literally looking for it. However, I do feel like with, this wasn't the same challenge, though, right? This was a different challenge. Uh, I don't know, but what what does that mean? <laughs> no, what, what's the point? They didn't the, see this season anyway. The point, but, no, but what I'm saying as the variable that it could be different here is that this was a very active challenge for all participants that were in it. They were up and down, okay. up and down, in and out. Where it gave, it might have gave the person that was looking this go round a little bit more of an advantage as opposed to where Zaddy Zan was in this photo, he was like, they were co- going towards him and like all eyes were on him at all times. So I think that that could have been the different variable that I'm speaking of. Y'all hear Bryce always looking out for his boy Xander, right? I listen. Got show love for the Zatties. <laughs> yeah. So, so Probst plants it again and he says, Hey, look, if they don't find it this time, I'll be a little disappointed. And <laughs> So then we have a challenge, and he announces what it's for. Oh. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and potato peanut chips. Peanut butter, jelly time. Peanut butter, jelly time. To the left, to the left, to the right. I'm, now I'm doing a yeah, the tussie roll. The tussie roll. The tussie roll. To the left, to the left, to the left, to the right, to the right, to the front, to the front, to the front, to the back, to the back. Now this. Okay. This is terrible. This is our worst rendition of a song ever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so you in this challenge, it's a water challenge. And we we already know Aquaman is in the mix, Mm -hmm. so we can assume what's gonna happen. But in this challenge, they have to draw rocks to delineate teams, and the person with the gray rock is someone that has to sit out and cannot participate, which sucks. Mm -hmm. But in this case, we get Marianne drawing the gray rock and immediately Drea saying, I don't really like peanut butter and jelly. I'm willing to sit out. I'll swap with you. Now, I interesting enough, because I feel like, again, what I do love about season 41 and 42 is that there are the what survivors doing it so similar. And I feel like when Zaddy Zan did this on his season, I felt like it was used or it was there like, oh, he did that to be like, you know, to make himself look better. And it, it wasn't seen as such a genuine gesture at the time. However, I felt like when Drea did this, I felt like we heard no commentary of, is this a strategic move? Because here's the thing, though. If I am out there and I don't like peanut butter, but I have not had a morsel of rice, of chicken. Mm. of lamb of be- like you know if I haven't had no honey nut oats I, I, I'm gonna eat me some peanut butter exactly now why doesn't Drea like peanut butter it, I, we didn't get to the bottom is she does she have a nut allergy does she not is she like what was Xander's thing uh, he's uh, keto he was, what was he he was uh, he might have been uh, Episcopalian here he goes guys. <laughs> I mean paleo Paleo. He was on a, I think he might have been on a paleo diet. Okay. Yes. And he could be Episcopalian as well. I mean, you never know. I'm Baptist. So. um, I'm nominational, but you know. (laughs) So. Yes. So Drea then decides she's going to sit out instead of Marianne and. Hey, okay. You're good good move. It could be, you know, people people um I guess in 41 like you said they were kind of like why 
you know, right. questioning his motives. But in a Drea position, you're in an alliance of eight. You're in a big alliance. Maybe they're just like, regardless, that's our right. girl. And also, I think that with Xander, he, I think the person, I forget who was that set out that hadn't participated in a reward. And Xander was like, they haven't participated in a reward. So I want to like, you know what I mean? It was a noble act, but we play Survivors, Eddie Xander. Like they see right through it. As opposed to Drea being like, I don't like the peanut butter, so you can have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, we get that and we could talk about this challenge. But again, on one tribe, there is Aquaman, Jonathan. And on the other tribe, there is not Aquaman, Jonathan. So we can assume who's going to win this. But um, look who it is. Oh, okay. Bryce. Bryce, do we have any fancy Photoshop this week? Do I need to do I need to make any guesses about anything? Or I mean, shall we? we can continue, although some people I know on uh the Twitter I had tweeted, I said I'm I'm Jonathan's left arm. Um okay, because he literally was pushing the buoy and sw- just swimming with one arm. Okay. Yeah. How deep does the stroke go? <laughs> okay. I'm just no. I'm just asking. Okay. So anyway. We get this is a challenge. You you dive off some high platform. You swim one person at a time. You you bring your buoys through some obstacle course, and at the end, you got to shoot the buoys basketball style into a um, floating rim type of situation. Yeah. And so, when we get to this this end, Omer sinks like four of these balls. Ba- First of all, listen, my nickname for Omer is O. Okay, uh, O was out there. Ooh, I said, you better go ahead. You know, boop, 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 boop. I said, oh, you better go ahead, baby boy. Boop, 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 boop. And then I said, oh, Lord, come on. Get it back up. Come on, get it back up. Get it back up. Get it back up. And shout, it wasn't enough time because then look, look, Thor himself came on up and sunk five straight. And I think, I think Roxbury was shooting at first or something. <laughs> they weren't hitting him. Jonathan said, hey, man, step aside. Let me do this real quick. Six, well, the, five, game over before Omer. With Jonathan, though, was Jonathan's so dark and tall that, like, all he got to do was just reach over, and he practically was just dropping the ball in. Like, you know, He's doing it, was a, it was an unfair advantage. Yeah. Yeah. So Jonathan comes up and wins this thing, and – is are we surprised? No, we're not surprised. If we see any water challenges or water team challenges, Jonathan has quite literally put his tribe and ladder and boat and Bryce Isaiah on his back and won these things. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh that's that. And then we get to our commercial break. Now, Bryce, I would love to explain every commercial that I saw, but because we were at our party, I was mixing and mingling it up. So what I did was I watched the show on the flight home and okay. I took my notes and on my app, what app is it? Paramount plus on my Paramount plus app. I don't have to watch commercials. So, oh. I mean, this could be a commercial for Paramount plus, but I'm going to, I'm just going to give a commercial. Wait, sh- I'm going to give a shameless, start. I'll give a shameless plug for our event oh. coming up on. Oh, look at you. Try to be fast. The Bryson went present our have live karaoke kickoff party on May 3rd from 7 p.m. till 12 a.m. at Mustang Harry's with Rob Sesternino with DJ Caution. He's going to be spinning. We're going to be playing. We're going to be doing our karaoke. We're going to have lots of special guests. You know, in New York, the special guests come out. So that's Tuesday before our Hap Live where they will be watching Survivor that night. 
And all those tickets are sold out. Rob has quite the following. But if you want to come party with us, we're going to still invite all of our friends out. It's going to be a great time. Mustang Harry's. Check the link in Bryson Wen Presents bio and grab yourself a ticket. Yes. Okay. First of all, I vote. Listen, everybody in the comments, in the YouTube comments, uh, vote if y'all think Wendell should exclusively start watching Survivor on Paramount Plus with no commercials. Let me know. Okay. I'm willing to bet you, Bryce. I am willing to bet you that they would rather I watch it with the commercials because the people need to know. Remember last time? Remember the commercials? Like we were talking about the Lincoln Navigator. No, no. I I read about that. Some people find it funny. Other people say somehow. It's not a joke, Bryce. These are legitimate. Whatever. You know, I'm not even going to entertain your foolery. Somebody was like, enough window. Damn. I mean, it might have been me, but I mean, I still read the comment. <laughs> all right. All right, Bryce. So if we can move along past okay. you clowning me for being a very diligent <sighs> employee of yours. Okay. Now. On probation. Huh? <laughs> I said who's on probation. <laughs> now, Bryce, we get back to camp. We have people eating on the reward. Mike, Jonathan, Chanel, Toy Rocks. They're yeah. grubbing their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Jonathan says... He usually eats about 4,000 calories a day. Mm. That is a lot of food, Bryce. Where does it go? I mean, he's about as he's about three foot high, three foot, three foot high. So listen, I mean, it makes sense that he 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 needs to he probably should be taking 10,000 calories. You see how he swims. Swimming is such a huge it burns a lot of calories. So listen, baby, let the baby boy eat. But I do, I do have something to say here. I was the ladder. I was the go. boat. I was the rope. I was the wing. But I definitely feel like, okay. I are, definitely, you peanut, are you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I definitely feel like I am <laughs> a peanut are you, butter. Are and you the jelly? jelly? Sandwich. Listen, I'm the bread, okay? <laughs> That's the first thing that's hitting his mouth. So I'm the bread. I can okay, listen. see these things. I'm sure Jonathan's going to really love this photo. Uh, you know, listen, at this point, I <laughs> mm. we just loving on baby boy. Mm. Uh, you mm. know, I will be a bridge. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. That's I, And that's good. And then moving on, we get back to camp. We hear um, Omer talk about having eyes and ears on all sides of the island. We're getting a lot of good imagery of this guy. I'm like, am I getting winter edit vibes list, from Omer? Listen. Sin. The man is like, Bryce, if I would have looked at Omer at the beginning of this season, I again, I might have prejudged and thought, I don't know how far this guy can go. This man, socially and strategically and politically, he's making the right moves. He's talking to the right people. And he, from my perspective, he doesn't seem too gamey as far as where people will see him as this this sheer strategist that is always it's like he's the friendly sheer strategist or whatever right. it is so there's like a couple of things i first of all what i love about watching O is we see his confidence grow each episode um and definitely like him having his jonathan shield and he'll be the brain shield we see the evolution of oh and i think one of the things that makes him in such a great spot is because he is in the merge top alliance. However, the outlanders or the outliers, they don't believe him to be in the 
big dog alliance. So they come to him with information and feeling like they can work together. So he really is in such a great spot there to be not a voice uh, in the big alliance. He is a voice, but like, you know what I mean? Like he's not calling all these shots. He's just listening and then having the outlier alliance and them coming to him. The only thing that makes me nervous when I see someone in a position like this is that it only takes but for one slip up of like, you know, somebody to say or see the wrong imagery of, oh, talking to someone else. And then he becomes target number one. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like he he has to walk a very thin, not a thin line, but he just has to be careful uh, because he really is in such a great spot. Having practically saved Jonathan last week, which I was like, oh my God, don't do too much, baby boy. Because I'm like, you know, going around, but it seemed as though he was, again, he was able to get high to flip on Lydia. But again, I just wonder, is the gameplay in this season so high that high is, was willing to turn on Lydia and we see Drea willing to turn on Romeo? Like, is it that the stakes are just that much higher that people are like, I have to do anything to like, to ensure that I am in the top. And then you have someone like, oh, that's like, well, I'm just here to listen. I'm here to like, you know, and again, like you said, it's casually persuading. It's not being all game time, game time, but talking to individuals, not in big groups, because I don't see him doing a lot of talking in the big groups. It's the individual when he needed to talk to high about Lydia, he came to them when it was just Hi and Mike. You know what I mean? Like he was talking to Drea. He was talking, he just, he seems to move, I'm going to say, like a dove, peacefully, friendly. Like, you know, when you, I don't know how, like, I feel like if you ever heard like a pigeon outside, you would hear like a, like, you know, but I feel like when a what's dove, the, wait, what's the pigeon sound like? First? You know, like if you ever been like walking downtown and it's like a whole bunch of pigeons and you like walk through them and they like, <laughs> but I feel like when you see a dove or they release a dove, it's like that's how Omar moves. And I feel like that's how Omar is moving in this game. Like he's not going, he's not running around like <laughs> like you know, he's like I have a question. Yes. Have you seen that video of that um it was at that funeral? Oh, <laughs> and the guy and the he was guy. you know how sometimes you release pigeons at funerals and you no, I've, never seen some, I've never seen anyone well, release a pigeon at a funeral i'm sorry a dove at a funeral and you let them fly away kind of like symbolizing you mm. know the spirit or something right and you saw that that one video right <laughs> he <laughs> the released dove. the dove the dove went bloop. i said oh lord the oh. dove wasn't alive so he threw the dove <laughs> he launched them. We need to find that video, Bryce. You can't. I, I mean, I know your editing skills are are still rather. I need I need heads up, but I could look okay. forward oh. to see if we could find the video. Well, I need a heads up that you're going to analogize Omar to a dove. Well, listen, I listen. <laughs> so, Bryce, but to speak about Omar, to speak about Omar, we saw either a few episodes ago when he wanted to take the target off of his person, but. Omer, either he didn't have a vote or there was something and he could have done one of two things. He could have just sat back and just went with the flow or he could use his brain and start and, making those in right. and talking to people, feeling people out. And now we're seeing an evolution of that where he's talked to all these people. He's planted all these seeds. So now I can go back and just talk to these people. And 
nurture those relationships. And with a lot of people, whenever I, whenever people ask me for advice about going out on the island, should they get casted? One thing I say is you got to have these relationships. You got to talk to everybody every day, multiple times, check in with them, nurture those relationships. It seems like Omer is in a good place where he can talk to anybody at any time. Yeah. And again, I love to see it. However, I just, as a fan of the show, just make me nervous for my baby boy because I know playing again, just seeing how cutthroat some of these players can be towards their own alliance. It's like, I just, I, I need for him to be this. I need for you to stay, keep them, keep the dove feet light, and keep it moving. So I just, I get nervous because that's my baby boy. Yes. So. Yeah, that's our baby boy. So we're rooting for O. So then we also get a fun segment where Drea, who found the advantage in the reward challenge, she then has to go, and it's a beware advantage. It's a, it's a beware, but it's a very important for us to know because this is a beware challenge where you, it's knowledge is power. And well, it's interesting. Well, she, she, I mean, we're, we're getting to oh, okay. her I'm, 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 out I'm, what I'm it jumping. is. She's Louise. My goodness. This is, see, this is why no, okay. one of us keeps us on track and one of us talks about doves and pigeons and mixing. So she has a beware advantage, emphasis on beware, and she has to go find it. It is five paces from the water well under a coconut where she searches for a little bit, finds a coconut, flips it over, and it looks like it is a buried can of paint or something, mm. red paint. Where she has to stick her hand in red I paint. I mean, it, it, so I think I don't want to move like a, a pigeon. So I'm going to come in like a, a dove. So she, after she got the, 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 the beware from the challenge, when everyone was out in the water, she read it and it told her, uh, you had to go to the coconut to get the, oh, okay. Man, so, okay. Okay. There he goes. He's a pigeon. Because <laughs> I was coming out. A no. pigeon is a girl who be walking by. I don't want no pigeons. Oh, no. Be the ones that a scrub is a no, love we, uh, Listen, I, and I was always the one singing the scrub. A scrub is a guy that thinks he's not. Also, also known as a buster. buster. Always talk about talk what about he wants. But just sits on his Cause no, I don't, I don't want no scrub. Want scrub. scrub is the kind of that gets no love, <laughs> love from me. Hanging on the passenger <laughs> side, with his best, best friend's friend ride. Ride. trying to Let holler at me. I don't want no pigeons. Then be the girls who gets no love from me. They be in the parlor broke with your uh. best friend's coat, try to holler at me. A pigeon is a girl. Who oh, oh my god. god. I never even learned the words today. Nope. And she fronting like she can't say hi. What? Uh-oh. Y'all chicks ain't getting out Uh-oh. The uh ain't worth the Ramada. Uh-oh. Anyway, your friends look hotter. Uh-oh. Most don't know as a pastor. Always talk about what he wants. No love from me. I think my rendition was better. Thank you I mean, it's fine. So, Mr. Pigeon, Drea takes her paces, she finds this can of paint, she reaches in there to get this advantage out. She, <laughs> her hand looks like it is gushing blood. <laughs> Fortunately, she was next to the water, water well, where she proceeded to dunk the thingy in there and rinse off her, her hand and clean off her hand. Bryce, how would you have cleaned things up? Oh, okay. Because I, I, I was thinking about this. So I would have done the water 
I also would have put my hand in sand and sand is an exfoliator. So I would have like, you know, tried to just get it off as much as possible. But I also would have joined the others in the water immediately. Like, you know, and then just been in the water because I'm just, first of all, this season, they love blood. Because on the first episode, child, they had to smear the blood all over their face and like, hot, like, you know, his giving, his moisturizing. And that's where I felt like, you know, high skin routine with the, the blood and the dirt. I feel like Drea should have been exfoliating with the sand. I, I agree my with opinion. You. I agree with you. Um, so she rinsed. Would you have stuck your hand in the well? I mean, in. <laughs> <laughs> st- st- I, you know, I don't. Bryce nor- would have jumped in the well. If you guys don't know Bryce, Bryce is one. Wherever he goes, he'll find a tub. Bryce loves a tub. He would have seen that well as a tub, and he would have jumped in the tub in the well. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I, well, I mean, are you talking about the tub, or are you talking about the <laughs> the bloody filled hole? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have jumped in the can of paint. I'm saying after you would have gotten some some red paint on your arm, you would have dove in the water well. Not the water well. And then could you imagine if somebody happened to walk by and like you're just in the water well? All right. Um, yeah, we're gonna need you to do a Photoshop of you in the water well next okay. week. Okay. I mean if Jonathan's in it, then okay. No, <laughs> that's a that's an easy no brainer. Yes. So let's can we um before we get to Dre getting back to camp, can we okay. get into all of her artillery? I mean <sighs> she is Loaded, loaded, loaded. She's locked and loaded. And love to see Drea with all of these artilleries, ammo, beware, uh, shake what your mama gave you, uh, drop it low, uh, you know, bills, bills, bills. She's like loaded with like I'm just naming songs, but I'm just saying like she is like she's she's got all of the hits. And again, it just like so I'm so excited because it's like, oh my god, yeah, Drea, like and it makes me nervous because historically in Survivor, when somebody is this locked and loaded and has this much ammo, they become a, a huge threat or they don't execute it right. So it's like I am hoping and praying and I feel like Drea is the type of player that can execute it. I just don't know. Yeah. So let's talk about everything she has. Okay. She has an amulet, that which um, automatically gives her a, a huge target because the other people that have it could want to get rid of know her about it. and they know yeah. about it. And, but as the other people dwindle, that becomes more and more powerful. Right. And so, but again, yes. So if say, uh, who else has the amulet? It's a, uh, is it, is it Tori Lindsay? or Lindsay and high and high. So say if Lindsay or high goes out and then it's still just, uh, Dre and someone else, even more of a target for the other person who has the amulet to like, put a big mark on her back to like blindside her, but continue. Right. So there's that, which can ultimately mature into an idol. Then she has an idol. Mm-hmm. And she has what? And knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Which is essentially a, hey, steal an idol. Okay. It's essentially uh, when you on, you land on somebody's house or property, a monopoly. And you it's can't. Gentrification. Oh, okay. But also, what scares me about this knowledge is power. And mind you, and she knows who has the idol. Okay. But takes me back to our good queen, Liana. Mm-hmm. 
But Liana's, because it's knowledge is power, that knowledge was disseminated and the power dwindled. In this case, if Drea does not share or spill the beans on this knowledge is power advantage, which no one knows about and no one has ever seen before because they didn't see season 41. If she right. keeps that locked up and she knows the two other people with idols right now. So, yes, but also here's the thing. Tori, Tor- Tori knows something's up. So obviously mm-hmm. they, they're not going to know that. And again, I would I would normally say that, you know, I would think that Dre will go to her closest ally, which Romeo, and tell him this. But I don't know. Maybe she brings this information to her newfound who's, alliance. Who's well, I, I don't know. At this point, I don't know. It, is, it, it could be high. It could be. But this is another thing that I thought with this knowledge is power, right? What if she could take somebody amulet, but they don't go home, though? Like, does, was she, could she level up on an amulet and not take them out? Mm, wow. Could you imagine that? Because then, like, you know. Well, would you rather an amulet or an idol? I'm just saying, but like, what what, if there was a way, and I don't think that this, I don't think it would be beneficial to her, but like, what if at Tribal, you was like, this is the thing, uh, because I I forget the levels of the amulet when only two are left, it, it do something too. So what is it now? An extra vote? Jack? (laughs) Oh, actually guys, it's, uh, yeah, right now it's an extra vote and then it'll mature into a, uh, a steal vote. And then finally, uh, the last one is an idol. It'll be an idol. So I'm just saying, like, what if they're, so, or again, it could all be that. Anyway, so you're right. She could execute this correctly. She has the potential to. Yeah. So, and what I'm trying to say is she has so much firepower. She has spilled the beans a little bit with certain things to certain people. Nobody knows how much stuff she has. So she could feasibly burn something or two things um, just to kind of maybe take a target off her back. If she uses, I forget what, who she told what she has, but if she uses something at one of these tribals just to say, Hey guys, I'm going to use this. So I don't have it anymore. So you guys don't target me. And then she could still be sitting on like or, or she could drop, drop bowls on them. Drop bows on them. Drop bows. Like, bows. We drop bows on bows. them. Bows. Bows. Oh. Cadillac Mills. Oh. Cadillac Mills. Check out the old fuck. Cadillac Mills. Cadillac Mills. Matter paint Cadillac skills. Check out the fuck. Cadillac Mills. 20 inch wide. 20 inch high. Oh, don't you love my 20 inch ride? 20 inch thighs make 20 inch. Uh, uh, American 20 inch pies pretty oh so but shout out to Ludacris okay Luda Luda I I would like could you imagine if she plays an idol then at a tribal knowledge is power like you know then gate like she could like she it and mind you I would want to see something like this like she knows that her back is to the wall and she's like you know what Tribal about to be real fun today. And knowledge is power. She steals Mike's uh, idol, gives it to the next person that they're targeting, uses her idol, and then it like could like I mean li- she could literally start. She could flip the alliance. She, could she flip it. If let she me know what she could flip all the big strongs, scoop up all the um outcasted ones, and change the whole alliance with but, all this artillery. I mean, but here's the thing though. This is like she really could do that. But again, what worries me is that like her relationship with Romeo, like you know, it, it's it's like she again be being so 
forward and moving forward with like this new alliance and like you know like these people they matter in the sense of like will they would they want to come back to you after like so i i don't know and like, so just, it's romeo and it's tori so like now she's accumulating um rivals or you know people that are looking right. at her funny so and we know that tori has connections to Marianne has connections to Lindsay and not for nothing with like Roxroy. Although they like go back and forth, they seem to like, they have a very weird relationship. And yeah. if I were, if Roxroy wasn't so rocks to the Roy, I would utilize the fact that like they always bicker, but I would almost like make Tori one of my closest like people that I like. Brilliant. You know what I mean? Like, Brilliant. Play that bickering up and in actuality, Stay locked in. Mm -hmm. So Drea comes back. She's chatting with Tori. Tori notices some paint on Drea's arm. And Tori's <laughs> like, hey, you, you got, is that blood? What you got on your no. arm? Drea Tori was like, is <laughs> Drea was like, we had a painting with a twist earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like looking down like, right. oh yeah, I played in some paint uh, for the flag. Tori's over there like, and mind you, Tori was look. Tori was giving us the Rocks Roy face, like just sitting there, like, <laughs> like tell me you just filmed something without telling me you just filmed something that we can't see the paint, and you just sitting there with your bag over there, like I just like yeah. But again, I ain't mad at Drea. I would be paranoid too if I was sitting on all of this ammunition, and yeah, like it, it, that would make me paranoid. She said, I just saw in my notes. As a, as a matter of fact, you're Tori Bryce. Catch me with my paint. Catch not, me with the paint on my arm. Okay. Wendell, you okay? It look What's wrong? What are you mean? bleeding? Do, do should we call it medical? I was trying to paint something. It spreads easily, so be careful. Oh, me looking at the easel with paint that there's <laughs> no paint on it and looking back at Wendell. She looked, she was like there's no paint on the pride flag. It's rolled up. It's pristine. It's clean. It's crispy. What is she doing? And she sees something bulging. <laughs> Shout out to our boy, who, JD? She sees something in her pants. Mm. So, yeah, there's that. Yeah. So, anyway, Tori, Drea, Drea is on Tori's radar. Oh, for sure. Uh, and I love it. And Bryce, I... From the the first episodes watching Tori, I was just like, I'm laughing, kind of, I'm kind of laughing at her. I want to, I want to watch her play because she's funny. Now we're seeing like, she's sharp, she's playing, she's kind of on the couch, but she's playing and she's smart. So I, I'm starting to, I'm, I'm really liking watching her now. I, I will save my critique for her after we get through the challenge. Mm -hmm. So, which we, we go right into the immunity challenge. You have to balance on a narrow perch while bal balancing a buoy between two handles. Jeff gives them the option though to, he wants to open up negotiations. So he wants people to sit out in exchange for some portions of rice. Yes. What did you think about the negotiations? Bryce? So I thought the negotiations were like interesting because like I understand it and I love the fact that like, you know, he'll start off high, start off low, but, and obviously no one wants to step down from a challenge. Like you want to like fight for a challenge uh, because you know, you just never know if you're safe. And so ultimately like Marianne, she is like, listen, I know that I am a potential 
my name on the chopping block. But listen, I needs to eat and I want to do what I can do to help my tribe. Like, what, like you know, she like, like she said in her confessional, like, look at me weaponizing my emotions. Like, yes, we love to see it. And so ultimately she was able to get four people. I believe it was Drea. It was Omer. It was Lindsay. And it was Marianne. Or maybe, or no, maybe it was Omer, Drea, Marianne, and Lindsay. Yeah. Okay. And so th- this is what always kind of sort of like let me know. Because, you know, I never had the chance to like play for an individual immunity challenge. And, you know, first of all, shout out to my, my, my good, good boo-boo, Romeo. You know I love Romeo. But listen, I'm just, just like... Romeo only lasted like three seconds. Oh no, it was high. So like, listen, no, high only lasted three seconds. So I'm not even mad. Oh. I get it. I would, uh, I would be upset. But I guess there's no way to know whether or not you will be good at it or not. So it's hard for me because I'm just like, if I know that I'm bad at this and there's an opportunity for me, to like, I, I, I don't know. Like, which, do you understand what I'm saying? This, this isn't like, for example, if this was a swimming race, people would. I, they're standing next to Jonathan Aquaman. Right. Clearly, they'll sit out. Maybe all of them might sit out. The negotiations will be pretty fast. But in this case, this is one of those backyard circus type weird games where anyone can essentially win something like this. And you don't know if you're good at it because you ain't nobody practiced on it. Right, right. So it is, it does take a little bit for people to drop out of this. But then again, like if you're a Marianne, look, I I don't think I'm going to win this. Like clearly, I don't think I'm going to win this. And I am on the outs, but I'm going to announce it and I'm going to play it up. We got a confessional from her saying that she was playing it up and she was using her emotion as a strategy and using her emotion as ammunition. And I don't know if that's the case. Maybe it was some real emotion, whatever the case may be. So, yeah, you get these people sitting out. Then you get Jonathan saying something like, I'm thankful for you guys. I'll make it up to you. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thanks, John. Right. Well, I imagine he he whispered something into Omer's ear right before the challenge and it was like, just, oh, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much, guys. But again, for me, I just almost felt like, is that like a backhanded, not a backhanded compliment, but like you're so grateful because you're more than likely going to eat 50 percent of the rice. But and if you wanted it so bad, sit out. Mm. Like, I, like, I don't know. Like, And you're like, in you're in the dominant position you're, of a <laughs> majority alliance. So I just, for me, it was like a little bit weird. But again, I also took, I understood Mike. Mike was like, I came here to play. I want to play. Yeah, that's different. Yes. Like, I feel like it would be hard for me to sit out of a challenge on Survivor because I came there to play. And because like, you know, many things that one senior instilled in me about not giving up and not quitting. And this, but that's not giving up or that's not quitting. It's not. It's being, it's a, for me, it's sacrifice. So there's a difference. Okay. Fair enough. I'm going to, I agree with you on that. So anyway, this challenge, it's a, a short-lived challenge. It's very quick. We have within the first couple seconds, High's out, Roxbury's out, Mike's out, Chanel's out. And well, Chanel lasted a little longer. And then we have a showdown between Jonathan and Tori. Mm. The challenge beast, Tori. Listen. Who, who just won, came off of a win for immunity, the, the tribal before. And now she's back against Jonathan. Two Goliaths. And I mean, so this is where I started to look at Tori a little different. I would say that when she won this and it was a close battle and I know Jonathan has to be burning up inside. Um, And for me, it's just like, okay, Tori is so 
again, I feel like as a viewer, and this again, why I love the show Survivor so much is that like we go on this roller coaster ride. And as a viewer, I'm like, oh, she doing too much, Tori. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, a very like uh polarizing character or emotion invoking emotion in me like you know so it's like automatically like i like i'm like i enjoy watching her whether i am rooting against her or rooting for her like you know i enjoy watching her like she's a like a great castaway and then it's like this slow edit of like she in this game though like and it's like okay so people might have wanted her out right uh because of you know oh we can't trust tori she's like you know relentless of not like you know she asking Roxbury, well what you got what you see i didn't see anything but what you got what you see i didn't see anything what you got what you see i didn't see anything and it's like okay like all right we need to get rid of her but then it's like the fact of her actually winning two challenges back to back letting them know that like i'm not for play play and i'm a competitor it kind of sort of like it changes her in a sense and it's like oh my god maybe people will like align themselves with her a little bit because at this point she's the only one that's giving Jonathan smoke and if we need to get Jonathan out then we need Tori around to beat his behind in an individual immunity challenges so it's like the way the the game is evolving and it's like revealing Tori now she's still the Tori that we know but it's like for me it's like it's levels and it's adding to her resume that like I, I have I have to respect it and I for me it's like let me find out. I'm a Tory stand on the low. That's crazy. I think this episode was what changed me. And I was like, are we about to turn into the Tory stand podcast? <laughs> because I, the whole time I'm just like watching this person and I'm thinking Angelina, you know, she's going to give us laughs through the whole season. And then this one episode, even the way she won that challenge, she wasn't jumping and celebrating right. like she she took it like a champ. She took it like someone that's won some things before. Um, she's acting like she's been there before. I mean, she just won immunity the day before. But so so it scares me because she's on the outs and just won the first two immunities. Now she's very if she wasn't visible enough being one of the few in the minority. Right. Now she's very visible. Like, hey, as the first chance we get, let's get this challenge beast out of here. True. That's one thing that scares me. Okay, sorry. I, but also, I, I think that, that that also changes, like, the dynamic of the other people. Because now, we can't get her out, and now we've got to get two other people out. But if one portion of the tribe wants to get this one person out, the other portion of the tribe wants to get this other person out, then it causes a rift. And, th- like, I, it, it just is, like, it could, it, it's making her visible, but it also could make her invisible. Mm-hmm. No, like, listen to that take. But I, I, I think that I think what I think you're right. It shakes things up and shakes perceptions up and gives people different kinds of tools. Like you said, now this is, this is the, the Jonathan David. This is the, the David to Jonathan's Goliath. This is the person that we can use to snipe Aquaman. So it can make people think differently. Um, so. And could also make for a great blind side, say she does not win, right? Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, it's our chance to get Tori out. It's our chance to get Tori out. But now, and everyone can get on board with that, but also say, hi, say Romeo, say, oh, say Jonathan, say they want to get somebody out. They could use her. Like, Shoot a shot. 
shoot a so, missile at somebody. So she, just the way that she is opening up this, like the endlessness of to be able to be not used, but like visible, but invisible. So I like, I, again, Love I'm just it. like, oh, okay, Tori, I see you. Bryce, do you, man, I like do you really see me, Bryce? No, Tori, I see you. No, but I'm asking, like, do you see? Like, Tori, yes, I see you. Do you do you see me? Like, like, like Tori, girl, we see each other. I appreciate you opening that perspective for me, Bryce. And yeah, Tori's got some new fans over here, and we're excited to see how far she can go. And what what I found interesting was some of the Drea looks as Tori won and the things that she said. It's like, man, Drea, Drea had, Tori is in the crosshairs of Drea right now. And that'll be interesting too. But yeah, but also Tori got the drop on Drea and like, you know, so it's again, Mm. like Drea don't fumble. Like, you know, again, what scares me about the position that Drea is in is that it's almost like you've got everything to lose. Mm. So you gotta, you gotta move like the, no, don't, don't, when you, when you got bombs over, uh, how, What's that? Uh, I, don't I ain't ain't uh, unless you can't bang. Bombs over Baghdad. Uh, uh, don't ain't unless you can't eat something. Bombs over Baghdad. So my whole thing is, Dre, when you got this arsenal with you, girl, you need to move like a... Don't be moving like a... And then drop everything. Yes. That's what and Bryce said. It makes me nervous because we then see them get back to camp. And again, so this uh, this is where it like frustrates me a little bit. They come to the conclusion that Chanel needs to go. Okay. And listen, I, y'all know me. I love Hoboken Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just like the one like my, I'm just like, okay, Mike is just like Chanel Roman nine down. <laughs> and I can't get over it. I can't trust you. She's a snake. She's a snake. But my question to Mike is, but wait a minute. You wrote her name down. (laughs) But and the thing, and it's it's just like Uh, but again, I I can somewhat get Mike because I just feel like I'll probably be the same way. Like, you write my name down, then we're done. But in the same thing, I also feel like y'all both wrote the name, each other's name down. Uh she owned up to it at it should cancel it out. But again, I feel like Mike is like, I feel like this is, uh, it reminds me a little bit of like Liana and Xander. Like Mike is just like, you know yeah. what? He got his eyes set on Chanel. And that's just like, and that's what it is. And again, but for me though, if the one thing that like scares me for Mike though is okay, if and when you get Chanel out, so then what? It's like, are, are you going to be fixated on someone else? Or like, I, I just, yeah. And so, what brings me back to my point Did is Did you that, say asphyxiated? <laughs> I'm adding that to the dictionary right now. <sighs> asphyxiated. But you know what I meant. But how do you spell so, that? Asphyxiated. <laughs> 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 All right. I'm sorry. Go on. Yes, Mike will if Mike gets out, if Mike gets out, Chanel, he will be asphyxiated on another target, and that's the million dollars. Right. Um, and they come to the 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 majority alliance comes to the conclusion that it needs to be Chanel. No one has any issue with it. My only other my again, my my issue is 
again, even again, I just look at it like even if I don't really trust Chanel and it seems like, you know, do I really want to give up my tribe mates like that quickly and give the and give the power to other tribes that like even though I can't trust Chanel, but it's like it's a gamble. Like you You're know, talking it, about as Mike? As Mike. Because and, they just uh, gave up Lydia. <laughs> they just gave up Lydia. And again, it's like for me, what is just so interesting is that, like, how invested, like, everyone from these other tribes are, like, as this majority tribe that don't really know each other like that. So I just even but Bryce, if, this new survivor. And no, this I, is short. And they're 16 and, days in and they have like 10 days left or whatever. So, yeah, you're right. Like, they haven't they can't they they are jumping from their original tribe, but their original tribe is how many days in? No, I mean, I get it. I get it. But I mean, also, like, in the game of Survivor, it's getting to the end. And guess what? Getting a jury to vote for you. So, mm-hmm. again, it, it, it it's just like, okay, Mike, I understand it. But, like, do she have to go right now? Because even if, like, because clearly, Mike, you ain't, you, na- you ain't letting the foot off the pedal with Chanel. But would Chanel be harboring this the whole time that she's on the jury? And She'll never if- vote for him. If you get to the, like, you know what I mean? So it's not just get to the end. It's get to an end with the jury that will vote you. However, it brings me back to, again, so they say that it's Chanel. They Nobody has any issue with it. Then they say, well, let's guess you got an idol. You know, we won't put Romeo name down. Now, we already know that Romeo has, like, been feeling uncomfortable because he had a close uh, ally with Drea. And it seems like after she got with the merge, Drea said, and she hasn't. She has not really been messing with the baby boy that is Romeo. And he is intuitive. He senses it. He feels it. And Romeo said, okay, if y'all not telling me nothing, I'm going to go out and get my own information. Now, this is the question that I have for you is I felt like during my very short time at Kagiyam, when I knew that they were coming for me, I didn't do a lot of parlaying. Yeah. I kind of like sat, I, I only talked to the people that I talked to. And what good does that really do if like, you know, you need to actually reach across the aisle. I look at this move from Romeo like, okay, you, 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 uh, you your closest ally ain't really giving you no information. And you started pressing up on people and people started giving you different information and you were going to the source. Now, obviously to the top alliance of the people, when this gets back to them, they're like, oh no, Romeo doing too much. He got to go. And so, I mean, yeah, he does have, like, I, I get that reasoning, but also if Romeo was really the target, I'm at it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so what are you... I, I I just I feel like I got Romeo in this situation. Okay, y'all say I'm not the target. Clearly, I'm at the end of the alliance, so the information is not being disseminated to me. But then y'all got people leaking information that they heard my name, and now it's like so. I again I feel like on the part of the major alliance, this is their fault. Like y'all information is not y'all. Again, it just goes to like y'all information ain't tight. Right. Well, that's what happens when you're dealing with so many people. Um, w- Romeo, what I will say is Romeo went to Drea. One of the things he said was, you're not even looking at me. <gasps> and first and foremost, we know Drea got some looks. First of all, she will look at you. Okay. <laughs> but for him to recognize that, one of the things that I noticed in Ghost Island um was in in tribal council i needed i think i told kellen or i told people like if we're still locked in or if if things need to change or whatever i need to see your eyes you got to look at me 
so I can understand. I can see someone through their eyes. You know, that's when I know if you're being real. Put your eyes away, Bryce. Okay. That that's when I know if someone's being real with me or what have you. And uh, there are other other cues in tribal. Like I remember if I'd say a joke or something, or if pe- the people that were laughing. All right, I'm cool. Dom's laughing at my joke. That's my guy. You know, we're locked in. People aren't laughing. Oh, wait a minute. They might not be even with me. I mean, it might not be a funny joke, but yeah, they might not that funny. But, yeah. like, <laughs> but <laughs> there, there are all these cues that you look for, especially in Survivor. And Romeo was like, "All right, homegirl that I've been working with is not even looking at me when she's talking to me." And I think we even saw that when she was lying about the paint to Tori. So for Romeo to then say, <laughs> for Romeo to then say, you know what, I'm. I'm I'm gonna get it my own way, you know. Okay. Like I can't wait for you. It's a shortened game of Survivor. I'm I'm gonna go talk to people, and as you should be talking to people, and for him to find that his name was brought up, like yeah, like so I got respect for him for that. And then you got all these people saying, "Man, Romeo Scramble doing this, that, and third. Hey, not anyone. He's he yeah. Anyone should do what he did in his position, and then. In the dominant alliances position, yeah, y'all should say, oh, he's scrambling and that. Look for any reason to point the finger at somebody. Yes, I get it. But he's doing what he should do. And again, I feel like this is a misplay on my girl, Drea. Because listen, girlfriend, y'all, you are his closest alliance. We as the viewers know that like he's disposable to you. So you of all people should be the one to bring this information to him. Like, listen, the vote is Chanel. But like we told we told Chanel is you. You will only hear from Chanel. And like, this is a way that Drea could Manage garner. Well, yeah. And garner more trust in Romeo. So that like, why let him, if, if he really is that disposable to you, you actually should be turning up your like, keeping it cool, keeping it with him. Like, you know, and then after Chanel goes home, then Romeo will be like, you know what? She really do got my back. And then when it's a blind side, you could be like, I didn't know they were taking you out. Like, you, know, it, it's again, this is a new level of gameplay. And I think that they are all, they're playing so high and so fast that, but I think they are like missing some of the other very important, crucial parts of the gameplay, but not to fault them, the game is moving at a extremely fast rate. Bryce, I totally agree with you as far as like you, you, you don't alienate people. Like at the end of the day, these people have to vote for you for a million dollars. So, and you had a good rapport with this brother. So keep that up. Like whatever it is, if there's something that turns you off about him, if his breath stinks or something, whatever it is, put that to the side and act like he's your bestie until y'all blindside him. And then at the end of the day, you could still maybe get a vote for him. But it if makes you start, me, go ahead. No, I, I was just saying like, it just, it makes me think of like Tasha Fox and Savage on Game Changers when they had Abby Maria in their alliance. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't like, you know, Abby Maria going Abby Maria. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't just cut her out. Like, they, like I, I, I don't know. But again, that's, Maybe, maybe that is the old model of like, you know, like, again, I feel like if it's your alliance, you should rock with them. But I mean, at the same breath, we have been saying when it's time to jump ship, you got to jump ship. But I mean, is it time to jump ship? Are they playing Celine Dion? Here, now, wherever you are, I am here and my heart will hold. 
wants more. You open the door, and I know that my heart will go on. Okay, first of all, just a random fact. I probably have seen the movie Titanic over 347 times. I don't know why that's like my favorite movie. Uh, I got it Are for Christmas. Leo Stan? I, I, not really. I just, I just love that movie. Um, but I know Rose should have got her ass a little over on that dough and made room for Jack. Right. Now, but were I mean, you yeah. in college when Titanic came out? Or? Actually, I was in kindergarten when Titanic came out and I got it for Christmas on a, a double deck VC, uh, the double deck uh, VHS tapes. I used to watch that bad boy over and over again. And also whenever Titanic is on, if I'm ever like searching the channels, like looking for something to watch and I see Titanic is on, I just have to finish watching it. There's been times I've been like supposed to go out with people and I'm getting ready and Titanic on and I never show up because like I just, I just, oh, I just love the movie Titanic. Yeah. So you drove to the theater to watch Titanic. So no, I was, your I, was in, I was kindergarten. You were driving. I was definitely not driving when Titanic came out. Um, but anyway, but yeah, if, if Celine Dion ain't singing, the Titanic ain't sinking yet. So it ain't no need to jump ship. Exactly. That's where he was going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. We are actuaries in a world filled with unpredictability. We use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. People start looking at Romeo, and now it's a matter of, all right, we wanted Chanel, but Romeo's scrambling. Maybe maybe we need to start looking at Romeo, but we have Mike, who is locked in still. <laughs> Chanel is a snake. She stabbed me in the back. That's who we're going for. And, and what? go ahead. What is interesting, though, is once they came around, because I feel like if we pay close attention, we can see the subgroups of the subgroups in the Made Alliance. Because once High brought that to Drea and Mike, and they all were on board, who think about who Mike went to. Jonathan? And who else? High? No, Roxroy. Rox. And mind you, uh, Mike was like, uh, yeah, I, I'm not changing the vote. And <laughs> Roxroy was like, who's not changing the vote? I'm, I'm telling you, it's Chanel. Like, you know, like, ro- again, and like I said before, Roxroy and Mike, if they teamed up, like they are like they will go down to like they will go down together. Like they they are like, and again, they would have Jonathan. So I think that it's just interesting to see that Mike went to Jonathan and Rox. So for me, that tells me 
they got they like they have a little thing together. Mm-hmm. And the fact that mm-hmm. High went to Drea, I think that Drea traded Romeo in for High. She done upgraded them, huh? I mean, is it an upgrade? I don't know. I got a question though, Bryce. Say Mike and Roxroy combined forces. What would, what would their they, <laughs> What would their alliance be called? Mike's Roy um, or like Mike, Mike's Rocks? Mike's Rocks or can we get more creative? Shall the users drop the Yeah. Let us know in the comments if the Rocks Roys and the Mikes got together, what would they name be? That could Rocks, be interesting. Rocks Mike's Roys. Mike's Roy. My, okay, Mike's Roy. Hoboken Rocks. Hoboken Rocks. <laughs> Roy Boken. <laughs> anyway, let's continue. Woo. So, you know what? I'm going to insert a commercial here because uh, I didn't even uh, see, because I'm watching on the plane, I didn't get commercial. Uh, I didn't even write uh, that there was a commercial here, but I'm just going to assume that there's a commercial here. And because of that, I'm going to give a shout out to our next party, not the karaoke party, but the homecoming. We're coming back to Philly just to put on for our city because our people, they always want something and we can't not give Philadelphia something. They were there from, from the jump back in 1997 when Bryce was on Survivor to 2018 to 2020 when I was on Survivor. Philadelphia was with us. So we're going to shout out the homecoming. We are coming back May 11, 2022, 6 p.m. till 11, maybe 12. We might just go until at the Winston. The Winston is 461 North 3rd Street, Philadelphia. It is an incredible venue. Me and Bryce went to brunch there the other day. Yes. And it understands the assignment. Hold up. Wait a minute. Y'all thought, thought I was, I was finished? finished? We're not trying to ask everybody. Y'all thought it was rented? Ain't nobody going to I'm the type. All I know is murder. When they come to me, I'm not on them. I done been a DOA. I done been a KOD. Even though what we do is wrong. Do, 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 do. We still hustle to the sun come we up. Still, crack up 40 when the sun go down. I'm down. It's a cold winter. Y'all better bundle up. And there better be a hot of summer grab. I need just a rocket now. You're hot now. Listen up. Don't you know cops' sole purpose is to lock us down and throw away the key. But without these drugs, your kids ain't got nowhere to eat. We still trying to keep moms smiling. Cause when the teeth start stowing and the stomach start growling and the heat start blowing. If I'm from the hood, I know you feel me. Keep going. If my sneaks start leaning and my heat oh. start working and my heat start working, I'm a ride me a person. Can't stop, won't stop. Rockefeller's the one over. We get down, get down baby. baby. Get we down. get down. Girls, oh, girls, girls love, love. love. Cause we stay fresh to death. We the vet loving love. They don't make us to break us. Only make up to break up. See the Jacob just a little make up. It's the young gunners. Kristen little but Crystal Crystal Kiki, Kiki, okay. I might do that there. Yes. Right, good, I might do that there. So listen, I used to love. So listen, we just were singing some Philly anthems, and mm-hmm. baby, I used to love the young 
gunners. I used to listen. It was me for me. And so random story of when I had my survivor uh, watch party for Kageon season 28, I had it at this event on Broad Street. I forget the name of it because it was one of the places that like, so anyway, I did a walkthrough like uh, the week before and Jervis happened to be in there doing like something and I ended up like staying they like you know I just I was like just so excited my team's getting ready to come out um and do Neve you know Neve Buck walks in and mind you at this point the young gunners aren't as like they're still like Philadelphia famous they still go on you know like the, the circuit tour of like the whatever but I lost my mind and mind <laughs> you I like like so I'm bright from the t- I don't do that but I um I like you know I Danny Garcia is a Philly boxer and he is uh, the cover of my phone case or he's always on my home screen. But I just have, you know, before it was Danny Garcia, it used to be Neefuck. And so like when I saw him, I just was like, ah! and mind you, we're in this very like, you know what the bar gives. So like, <laughs> just like, and mind you, I wasn't trying to fangirl out but I fangirl out and he was like, so cool. We took a photo. It's like blurry uh, because again, I was just there by myself, but I ended up staying at the bar. So one of his people took the photo and I didn't want to be like, can you take another one? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, that's just my random story. But I used to love the Young Guns. Me too, bro. I I got their albums. Albums, you mean album. (laughs) Uh, All right, name one of their albums. Uh, The Young Guns only like, they only have one. Tough Love. Tough Love. They only had one album. They had a couple. (laughs) they, I think they had two. Yeah, they did. What was that? Dun, dun, dun. No, hold on. I think of my wife. You know, powder blue, rock away, white Micah. Okay, so you're right. It's no better love. So, my I used to, I I listened to this back when I was like living it, like you know, I thought, like, I. When I was like giving the trade, I like I used to listen to this album in in college. college. But anyway, back back to back to uh, the, oh yes, we are. So we're we're in Philly. Go grab your tickets. They're at our event, right? We're gonna be dropping the flyer probably um, this week. But yeah, you can come and party with us here in Philly. This is for Philly. You know we love y'all. We will always yes. come back home, no matter where we go. Our heart is in Philly. And shout out to our uh, Survivor Philadelphia people. Shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to all the people from Philly that show love to our Philly survivors and all of that. So then after the commercial break, we get to tribal on night 16. Jonathan says he's not going to vote for the people that sacrifice themselves. And to me, that means that. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I've been cutting you off. So, but I go ahead. He said, uh. I already feel better, Mr. Jeff. I have some life back in me because he got to eat the food. So he's not going to vote for the people that sacrifice themselves. So when I think about it, that means it's not going to be Marianne and he can't vote for Tori who just um, won immunity. So then we have Chanel and Romeo. So like that narrows the field down a little bit. But also Mm -hmm. what we didn't talk about or touch base on is that while Romeo was rolling the dice, Chanel Mm. cool as a cucumber and I would have to believe that Chanel knew that she was possibly a target Mm -hmm. and it's to the point where I was reconsidering not voting Chanel out and voting Romeo out uh, because like Chanel was so cool like well 
She was so cool because nobody tipped her off. Like she didn't have a reason to, but I just, I wanted to, I wanted, I, I what were, what was your thoughts on her being so cool and them possibly keeping her? But again, it was Mike had it stuck in his way. I don't know why I thought that was like, did you think that was good strategy on Chanel's behalf? I like, I don't know. Like, because she almost inadvertently got herself not voted out right? by being like, so like, cool. It, it's like that, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so weird because had she been freaking out, which I would have to believe that clearly she would know that she's somewhat not safe, but it almost was good gameplay if she had pieced things up better with Mike, but she did piece things up better with Mike. Mike just still was like stuck on Chanel. I just wanted your like analysts on that because it's, it's, it's a, it's a twister. Yeah. Cause it's like, you got one school of thought. All right. If you're cool. I don't know. I So from my perspective, I think when I was on Winners at War, I didn't know I was going home at the merge. So I was cool. You know what I was doing? I built a little wood shop. I was working on some stuff over there. I was making chopsticks for people. I was painting on the chopsticks. So and you, were actually, you, you were actually using the paint. I was using the paint. Oh, okay, so okay. I had the little, the little bamboo sticks that I was using. I would dip the tip in the, to the paint and I dip it in another color, another color. So then the tip would be different colors for people. So, you know, you can have your chopsticks. That's what I'm doing. Meanwhile, they plot. <laughs> I thought, you know, I'm like, all right, my ally's going to come. Let me know, you know, nah. So that was me being cool. And you know what, what it, it ended up with me being sniped. I had no idea that it was my night. Had I known it was my night, I probably would have been running around like Romeo. But again, sad that that's how you went out, but also good gameplay on the people that got you out. They like, you. oh, for sure. They made me super so, comfortable now. And, and they so, didn't but, bring in my, they didn't bring in my allies. And so then my question is, spoiler alert, we know that Chanel ended up going home. Was Chanel too comfortable? Like, was she, like, coming off of the night that she had previously, um, or and, and just coming off of, like, her rockiness with her other tribe? And again, like she had said before, I'm playing chess, the, the long game, you know, making these moves. But, like, being as though she just had that night that she had and she was so cool, do you feel like she should have been, like... I, I think know. if you know if you know that it's a possibility that your name is coming up, you got to make more conversations. But I feel like Chanel was in a situation where she was damned if she did, damned if she didn't. Because if she was not playing it cool and asking around, that would give them even more ammunition to get rid of her. And we might have more um, scenarios where Chanel's walking up on groups and they're walking away from her. So. I think doing a little bit more than being super cool might be the way to go. I'm not saying do the most and run around like Romeo, but I'm saying just having a few more conversations. I wish, and although what I would have wished from this episode, I wished Romeo, we we could have seen a, a Romeo and a Chanel conversation. And although I don't feel like Chanel would have even give anything to Romeo because up until this, Chanel is still... Like, locked in. We see her going too high, saying, like, why don't I know? Like, you know, like, I mean, she is, like, and this is what Jack said, like, last week. Like, she is still being extremely loyal. And again, I also, I'm just thinking of this as well. We're seeing this new gameplay in this season where it's like, okay, got to the merge. I'm done with you. On to the new thing. And I think maybe Chanel is playing a more classic, older game with, like, despite it all, we still the tribe, and I'm going to work with it. I, I, I don't know. 
Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Well, so that's that's I mean, that's a strategy. You know, you can um you can play it cool. We, we saw the two extremes in that case. We saw somebody running around scrambling and we saw somebody cool as a cucumber. I guess the the, the difference in the variable is one has a mic that's like, you're not alone. And Romeo necessarily doesn't really have anybody. And they're not really thinking about Romeo. They just are saying, like, we're putting his name down. But yeah. in those situations, and again, I, I know I'm going on and on and on because, like, I just like, in those situations, though, when you are in the top group, right? Well, I guess it has to be realistic because I'm going to say, like, why don't you ever use somebody's name in the top group? Or like, you know, so that you can avoid this. But then again, if you, the person that you tell that to, I guess for them, they'll be like, there's no way Bryce is writing Wendell's name down. So like, I mean, okay, I guess I answered my own question. Yeah. Or they, they then triangulate that information and start sowing Figuring out at like. Yeah. Yeah. So we get to tribal and. They yeah. I see. Where they getting spicy? I mean, a little bit. Who driving the car? Who in the car? Who yeah. not in the car? If I'm, not, if you not, if you too scared to drive the car, and you in the passenger seat, you okay, let's put your seatbelt on. <laughs> yeah. So hi, I also said like, if you're running around being suspicious and spreading misin, like the shade. If you're being suspicious and spreading misinformation, you might not be in the group. And then that was like a direct shot at Romeo. And from my perspective, I'm like, where did they go wrong? They didn't. It's just that, like, I mean, right. Like, I, cause I was just like, again, this has been my whole theme of the night. Even if you're not with them, why are you like making it so obvious that like they, it, it's just like, and again, I know they have not seen 41 yet, but again, it's giving me like Romeo is giving me Erica vibes. Like, it's like the people at the bottom and especially in these high place games, like they can link up with the other outlanders and like, it's just like, they are being so, um, I don't want to, they're just being not overt. Yeah. It what makes for doing? good TV and it makes good to like, watch it as a, like as a viewer. I mean, don't, I, I'm not complaining. I'm just as person that is like analyzing it. Like I just, I'm just like, I wonder what is leading this to be. So are we going to watch this dominant, dominant alliance? Just, just like kill these these uh outliers are we just going to watch them one by one go that's my first question my uh, my second statement to where you said always hang on to these people that might have been your allies and you don't want to work with them again in ghost island we said navidi strong all the way through the season yes we might have said it in Final Tribal Council when it was me, Dom, and sitting next to a Malolo. And we had another Malolo that we just voted out. Like, like we, I was, I knew I wanted to go to the, as close to the end with, I mean, Dom was my ally, but Laurel and Donathan, two people from the other tribe that happened to swap on with us at the first swap. But from my first tribe through then, through the next swap, through the merge, I was shouting out Navidi Strong to Kellen, to Chelsea, to all these, to Dez, so that we stayed cool until it was time to really shoot that shot and snipe. And then it's too late for them to do anything. But now, if, if I'm like, Kellen, sorry, I got, I got the new crew with me, Don, Don, and Laurel. It's been real. We the cool kids. Like, no. No, and she might not have voted for me at the end. Right. But again, it's the monster. I but I also take into consideration 
they're not eating. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I just feel like it's a lot of different variables, but for it is like just a little like, shh, like I just like, oh my God. Like, but I, again, for me, I love it in the sense that it's just like, well, what the hell is going to happen? And my question to you is though, Wendy, if you're in the dominant alliance, right? Mm-hmm. And you snipe out all the outlanders, it's only about Three at this point, like when do you then now you want to want to start thinking like how Chanel was thinking because it's like if you don't, babe, like I like it, 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 I just noticed he's about to get good. That's all I can say. Like, I just it's getting good. I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm so excited to see either if they snipe these guys and then. And then now they got to cannibalize or if the cannibalization happens before any of that, if we start seeing some like great, um, great moves from this minority two or three or inroads or where people in the dominant alliance are like, I'm not dominating the dominant alliance or I see people that seem like they're super tight. The maybe even the Mike rocks Jonathan or whatever. Like, yeah. Now it's time to make moves. Now it's time for Omar to make like now it's time for high whatever it is. I I think that this is setting setting up for a good a good few a good rest of the season, especially when we have like a Tory who's a challenge beast who's starting to, you know, show some things. We have, have Omar that is in with everybody. We got High who's brilliant. We got brilliant. a rock Drea. boy. Dre, you, Drea who has all the arsenal. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is gonna be good. Dre got the whole survivor in her bag. Okay, she does. Like, like, like how does she accumulate so much? It, it like it like just fell on her. And I, I yeah, and I love to see it. So it's just yeah. Or another thought process is it's like what if the I don't want to call it flip flopping, but what if like the uh oh here we go guys. So no, what if again like it, it, it's it's not a it, it's not a voting block. What if like this is like you know what at the end of the day who won uh the immunity and now it's like you know what maybe tomorrow Drea could be like all right hi I'm done with you I'm working with Lindsay right now like you know what I mean like what if that is the just the style of that also would make it so interesting. I agree. Yeah. So I mean again. Yeah. Well, like, you know, I just, when I analyze and think about it, it's just like, oh my God, it's so crazy. But it is like, whether we agree with it or understand the reasoning, it for sure makes for amazing television. And ultimately, uh, you know, Chanel went home. And by judging by her facial reactions, mm. it appeared to be a blind side. I don't know if it was a blind side. Oh, or no. she, I know she wasn't happy. Uh, it, 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 go watch. I watched her facial. Her expression was like, and then they were and, like, so they were like, and then mind you, they were like, not, like Marianne said, wow. No, no, no. They were like, bye. They were like, bye Chanel. Sorry, Chanel. She didn't look back. She said something like, mm, all right. And then they were like, oh, like they, they, they knew that. that also her. What just, and, and just potting about this and remember this, I was, this is not funny, but it is funny because of the pod. Uh, when that final vote came, Drea definitely was not looking like Dre, Drea was like, don't do the eyes. Like, but that, like, that was like the Drea, like when Tori found the Drea was like this. And like, I, when the, mm-hmm. when the final, like Drea was like, and again, I think that that's interesting. Like, and Romeo highlighted it that I don't think that Drea likes to lie. She just avoids contact or like, so I, again, that I will be interesting to see moving forward. If 
someone else will be able to pick up on that and be like, you're like, you know what I mean? I get just all of these, just she has some tells, right? Yeah. She has some tells, but ultimately sad to see uh, our girl Chanel go home. I, in my opinion, I think she played a great game. I think that she was thinking ahead. I think that she was, she was just doing her best. It's the nature of the beast of survivor at times that, you know what it, one move, another move, it trickle in like you know you're you're playing your own game, and sometimes it just doesn't work out. Um, I don't think that it's because she's not a great player. I don't think that it wasn't because she didn't end the play. It's the name of the game, a survivor. Um, I would love to see Chanel play again. I think that she was fun. I think that she had the right mind. I shot. I wish I could thought like her when I was on Kagian. So like, just definitely sad to see my queen, uh, Nelly Nell Chanel go home. That's that's our girl. That's our friend and. Um, sadly, she just like she just got on the wrong side of Hoboken Mike. Like that's what it that's what did it. Whoever whoever that would have been at that moment, he was gonna get you. He was gonna go for you. He was gonna be dead stand on you. And uh, and Hoboken Mike did his thing. Um, yeah. But again, now, well, I did I did have a question for you, Bryce. I was trying to think like who I'm rooting for now going forward, and. As there, there are a lot of people that I just like and I just want to see them do well. There are a lot of people that I can make pitches like, oh, this person can win the game. This person can win the game. This person, Omer, you know, Drea with all her artillery, Mike with his social game, Jonathan with his social game and his physical prowess. Um, so there are so many arguments that can be made for who will win. But who am I rooting for now? I think I'm rooting for the people at the bottom of the alliance, like not of the alliance, the people at the bottom. The Tory, Marianne, Romeo. But what about Lindsay? Lindsay's at the Lindsay's even, in the alliance, but at the bottom of the alliance. I mean, just, but just somewhere we just, don't see, we, we just don't see much of her right now. Mm. Is she about to be Erica? I, I mean, or Heather? Like, I don't know. Mm. Mm. I think that I. What I will say is that, like, of course, I like. I don't know who I'm rooting for at this point. I think that I just want to continue to see how this unfolds because honestly, again, at the pace of the way that this game is going, anyone could turn it around. Anyone could like it, it, it for me as a viewer, I really don't have an indication of to, to where it, I, at this point I almost could make a case or someone has the potential to, to go far. So I love it. I, I'm excited. There are clearly people I'm rooting for, but this day and age of how I'm watching this, I want to try to be more methodical and like, you know what? I want to like, just like today I'm in here and I'm like, Tor- Tory girl! Like, you know, like I am like, I don't know. Like, let's see who, what next episode gives. So I am really invested in this season and it is just so much fun to watch, uh, especially potting here on the Purple Pants podcast. So I, I like I, I'm excited for next week's episode. Yeah, me too. I I'm excited. I'm excited. I I don't want them to just pick off the people on the bottom, and I think I think that I think they're gonna find a way for that not to happen. I mean, we'll see. I mean, Lefson, we'll never know. But listen, you can tune in here next week to get your Purple Pants podcast, Survivor News Edition. Your baby boys, the trio, will be back. Wendeezy, thank you so much for always coming in, giving your insight. You can keep the commercials, uh, but we appreciate you. Okay, come on with the bus. You want to see my bus? Also, make... Oh, come on. Oh, it's uh, it's giving. It's giving merge. Oh, it's given. Tell me you're a Survivor fan without telling me you're a Survivor fan. But listen, also check out HGTV, Smart Home, show your baby. 
2022. Show your baby boy Wendeezy some love. Tweet about it. Let the people know. Support good people who support good people. And you Make can sure. win the you can win it. Listen. <laughs> Enter to win. Go to HGTV.com and win this house. The house has $1.2 million worth of stuff in it. Listen. You can win a Mercedes Benz with it, a kayak. Oh. There's so much stuff in this smart home. It's awesome. So watch the show. It's gonna, it's on HGTV. It's gonna be on Paramount Plus in a week. And you can enter to win at HGTV.com. You hear it first. Thank you guys so much again. Make sure you subscribe to the Bryce Isaiah YouTube channel. Give this video a thumbs up and write in the comments. We need to know what Rock's Royal Mike's name is and what you thought. And your baby boys will be back back next week. Week. Thank you. You for listening. Can't stop. Won't stop. Rockefeller. And that is going to conclude this week's Survivor News brought to you by the Purple Pants Podcast. And you can follow along to this audio podcast over there on the Bryce Isaiah YouTube page. You know, give that video a thumbs up. Write some reviews in the comments. Also, ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever podcasts are. We are there waiting for you to hit subscribe. Give your baby boy some five stars. Write a review. And don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to fasten your seatbelt. Because it's a, it's a. It's a It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void or prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus okay round two name something that's not boring Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chum 
Chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.